He'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Awards! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. This is the Handshake Agency Podcast. Welcome to episode number nine of The Take. Here we are again. William, it's a lovely day. It's beautiful. sun shining, the birds are singing. Is it winter? Not really. No, spring, something like that. I'm wearing a flannel and I've regretted it. It's quite Like a lumberjack. It's good well, You wouldn't believe you're like a Bronte pharmacist, like Eastern Suburbs boy, would you? You'd think I was the Eastern Suburbs boy. You Please. are now. No, no way. Been here 25 not. years. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, I actually bought this at a, one of those um, survival stores in Dubbo years what ago. What were you doing there at the zoo? I was freezing. Yeah, we are at the zoo. And I, I think uh, I didn't take enough warm clothes. It gets, yeah, it gets cold out there, man. It does. You're That's at, Andrew Ryan. You were at Tamworth on the weekend. Actually. I was, mate. Speaking of country towns. Yeah, I was just doing a little bit of work out there. Not that much. Just got invited to go out to the races there. I'm going to act like I did some... Did a lot of things out there, but shout out to Tamworth. They looked after me for a couple of days out there. Had a great, great time. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I'm going to say. I had and I won on the punt, and I don't usually punt. Yeah, that's changing though. This is we're adding this into you. Uh, yeah, Tamworth, betting site. Betting ta- site's got me going. Well, we are brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. If I don't say that, Craig, we have you been to Tamworth? I love Tamworth. What? What do you love about it? I love- no, just say just because hey. They're listening. They are listening. They're big listeners. It's the vibe. I love the vibe of. Tamar. Did you get a photo with that fucking golden guitar? I actually no, I didn't. I tell you, when I, I years have. ago, I, I did. I did. When I did the dub, you got a photo. With I, the oh, they guitar. made me do it. Who made you do it? No one made. Someone you do it. did. You did it yourself. Yeah, I did. It was a selfie. <laughs> no, <laughs> long lens. You got a selfie stick? I bet nah. you do. And I never take selfies, bro. I went to when we went to Tamworth. We went on the same trip where I bought this wonderful shirt in Dubbo, and we drove around when my young bloke was even younger, and it was wonderful. Actually, yeah, I love the country. I'll be out there. I taught my son how to bet trifectas uh, Shut at your the mouth. age of four, so that was good. That's well, I'm parent. ringing Finn up for, for 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 tips now. He goes better than you. <laughs> Uh, so this week there has been a lot happening. I feel like there's a lot happening every week, and we sort of have to. Some weeks we have to talk about things in depth. Some to, we have to sort of get through them. Mm. There's a bit to get through this week. Let's start with Latrell Mitchell has come out and he has passed on to the police some what are obviously pretty horrific messages that he has received um, via social media. Social media, as we all know, is a cesspit, but... Mm. Latrell Mitchell has been racially abused and he has decided to take that further than just, you know, airing it out and, and, and calling it out on social media. And he's actually gone to the police. And I think, um, I think it's great. I think that NRL players or any sports person at all should be completely immune from any sort of mm. abuse from people, uh, whether it's about their multis or whether about it's whatever it is. Yeah. Will, is this a good thing? It's a great thing. I commend Latrell for doing this. Nothing but love for that kid. Young, proud, indigenous brother. You know, it's um it's amazing what he's done. He copped so much shit. Like I follow him on um on social media. He's forever, you know, like uh copping it, you know, like, hey, you know, this, this, this and this, and just putting him on he he's he'll screenshot it and then he'll put it on his story. Obviously that wasn't working because they actually loved it. They thought they were getting, you know, oh yeah, he's 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 pretty much getting me more followers. These pathetic pricks, you know what I mean? That's what they. That's how they look at it. They get, it brings attention upon on, upon them. So he's just gone. You know, I'm just sick of this shit. Standing up for a lot for for himself, bully, cyberbullying, Aboriginal, Indigenous, Pacific Islanders, anything, white, black, all colours. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just sick of this racial bullshit that's going on now and I'm, I'm glad he he's going through the right avenues instead of trying to get out there and, and doing it by yourself he's got the he's got the police in he's got everyone backing him it sounds like and it looks like Latrell's really grown up right in front of us like before a couple of years ago he's this young 18 year old kid next Greg Inglis you know he's a, people don't understand he's a father he's a husband he's all these things and he's a fo- football player last he's a, and he's a human being a great human being that he is 
he looks like it looks it looks like he's got the right people surrounding him because at this uh, at this at this delicate time in his career he needs that because he's a leader of a young generation you know even like he's so articulate the way he comes across he he puts everything his words he's well spoken he does he ticks all the box and he's a strong human and he can deal with it but every man has his breaking point now he's 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 had enough he's told the police and they can take care of it. I just want to see some repercussions to some of these pricks' actions. You know what I mean? You can't just say shit like these police get involved and then what? What? what's going to happen? I'll see the NRL really step on these guys. Say so you're never, ever going to come. Because these guys love South or they love Penrith or whatever club. They want, to, they want to be there every single game. And it hurts them not to be able to go, go to a rugby league game. They should never be able to step into a rugby league field in any Anything, state of origin, test, club football for the rest of their lives. That's it. That's the minimum. Don't give them two years. Don't give them three years and a fine. It's a fucking maximum penalty and that's it. I think there's there's quite significant similarities between, I guess, what's happening with Latour Mitchell now and, and, and this is obviously something that's happening to him consistently and the whole Adam Goods thing. So Adam Goods who is also a proud Indigenous man, he was basically booed out of the game yeah. through the AFL. So people were turning around when that was happening with Adam Goods and they were saying, oh, I'm not booing him because he's Indigenous, I'm booing him because I don't like the way he plays or whatever. But yeah. ultimately, if you're an Indigenous athlete, then you're copying racial slurs in the same way, in a different way from how... You know, so other players that you, you can't catch, you can't tackle, you got you know glue hands, whatever it might be. It's a different thing for Indigenous athletes, and people need to understand that. They need to understand that. And for Latrell to even come out and say stuff like he knows he's putting himself under pressure. You know what I mean? Because of the goods thing. A lot of uh, Indigenous brothers sitting there going, fuck, I don't want to cop what goods. If that's Adam Goods, what they did Adam's good, what are, what are they going to do to me? Yeah. I'm just a young kid. What, what difference can I make? You can make a hell of a lot of difference because I think Australia's learnt from what they did to Adam's goods. It's fucking wrong. Mm. And now I'm, now I'm glad Luttrell has stood up for himself and stood up for his people and not just his people, just all young kids who are on social media getting cyberbullied and everything. He told everyone, he goes, he's got, he's got their back. You know, he's got, you, you know, he, they can contact him. He's told everybody he's got their back. You know what I mean? It's, it's very strong. It's very strong what he was saying to these young kids. It, wasn't just, it, was, it was mainly directed at Aboriginals. But he was telling everyone, cyberbullying and all that kind of stuff, he's had enough. And if you're the sort of bloke, honestly, who contacts a footballer because you're multi And the multis, come on, man. Jesus Christ. What, what sort of human being are you? You know what I mean? Like mm. you're, gonna, you're saying, what's it, to, to, to B-Moz or J-Moz the other week? Oh, yeah. I'm going to meet you at the front. Oh, I wish someone would have said that to me after I fucking won. Yeah. Please. I'd love to, or even if I lost, please come up to me. But it's just, it's a different day, man. Like these guys are just absolute losers. Social media, it's got its, bo- it's got its bonuses, but Jesus, got some downfall. It does. Were you ever contacted on social media? Did people ever like oh, when you were man. playing? And no, and no, because I'm not sure. I'm just probably shit. not that dude to like to really come at because I'll be straight in your face. Yeah. I just don't really give a shit. I don't sit there and just, I don't take it. I don't, because I, I don't think I should have to. Especially if it comes to this stuff, if it, was ra- if it was racial shit, man, I'm from a family, they will jump and they will find you and I don't think they want them to get found. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just that sort of stuff. It's, um, yeah, I didn't. I really didn't cop it that much. It was a couple of times through my career. There um, was that time in France when your phone got hacked. That was Yeah, heap of times did my phone get hacked. <laughs> That's hacked all the burner time. Burner accounts and stuff. I should Horrible. start doing KD, like do like KD and just have a burner account, just start hammering everyone. I'm going to start doing that. So That'd hey. be good. Maybe we should never start a fake right. take but account. Good on know. you, Luttrell, for sticking up. You know, you, you carry a big burden. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and I think if you're a young kid, that's your role model, Luttrell. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the Broncos continue to be the biggest shit show in the NRL. <laughs> um, as of today, they're chasing Mitchell Moses, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Kalen Ponga, Kalen Ponga, um, Stan Jurd, Mark Bugden. They're going. For, they're going all McNeil. out. McNeil. Yep. East captain coach. Mm. My thing with the Broncos. You know who they chase? Will. Who's that? There's some really good young players coming through. Mm. Reese Walsh. Yeah. Tom Dearden. Uh, Sam Walker. Sam Walker. David Fafita. They're four probably the 
best up and coming stars. If they could get hold of, they should get him. Trying like if they had, just if they had him in their system, that'd be good. You know, it would be great for the club. But yeah. you know what? Come on, man! What are they doing? They're trying just to chase one of those small clubs. Yeah, like this. I mean, I was, I was. We've had this conversation, and gone are the days of like everyone keeps saying, you know. That, no one wanted to leave the Broncos back in the 2000s and the 70s, I mean the 80s and, you know, 90s. Yeah, they won and everything like that. No one really wanted to leave Queensland. Money wasn't that big. The kids weren't the, kids weren't the same as they are right now. They have no love for the, the Bulldogs. They have no love for the Roosters. It's all about the bottom dollar. Mm. They know exactly what they're in there for. They're a business. There's no loyalty. So fuck it. They've peeped onto the game really, really early. And that's just, and that's, you know, it's no fault of the Broncos. Or any other club like West Tigers and all that kind of stuff. Who do you who? I'm just kind of I'm sick of like coaches getting blamed, boards getting blamed. Who can you blame? Maybe it's just a generational thing. You're just going, you know, these little fuckers just don't care. They're just going to get their money. If they're not happy, they just get out. I just think, and you would know more about this than I do, but I look at recruitment. Recruitment now, I think, is probably the biggest dark art in rugby league. So you look at the West Tigers and their recruitment over the last few years. It has been genuinely appalling, right? So you look at the Broncos now. So the Broncos are in a hole. There's no question. There's reports today that they've tapped Matt Lodge on the shoulder and they've said, off your pop, Matt. We're going to pay, you know, you're okay to negotiate with other clubs. We're going to pay 400 grand out of your contract. He's getting 800, whatever. So it frees up 400 grand. And I said to you this morning, I was like, what prop are they going to get for 400? You know what they're going to do with the 400? Top up Mitchell Moses' potential contract. When will clubs learn that you can't give all your money to one player and expect them to save you? It has never worked. They just don't get it. And, I, and as I said, like it is, we don't know who these recruitment officers are. We don't know who the GMs are. We don't know who the CEO, CEOs are. They're quick to blame the coach because the coach is always there. Yeah, you know, that's the easy quick. What about your recruitments? Why? Why are we getting him? Why are we trying to get rid of this kid? How are you blaming a front row like Matt Lodge for losing your games? You know what I mean? Like that kid, you cannot blame. Look at the stars in that team and you're trying to offload a front row and that's going to fix your problems? To buy a halfback. Come on, man, to buy a halfback. You just got, and Sam Walker walked out of your doors. Dearden's walked out of your doors. You can't get the best out of Milford. Who's Milford got this week? He's got some young Gamble kid. Gamble. You know what I mean? Like, come on, let's just stop pointing fingers like this. And this is the thing. I just, I actually don't know what the problem is up in Brisbane. And let's you got you had Wayne, you got Seabold, you had then you got someone else, and you're back and you, with Kevy now. Kevy's the most passionate human in the world. You saw him on the on the weekend. He's sitting there holding that fucking jersey, Broncos jersey, in tears. He's a very emotional man, Kevy, and he's sitting there just pretty much pleading with his players. Like pretty much, bring why, you know? But I'm just saying, I think it's a generational thing. We just got these young kids coming through. I don't really care about the club. Gone are the days where they, these young kids are growing up in Brisbane going, yeah, I can't wait to play with the Broncos. Yeah, the Bron- they're probably looking Broncos as a stepping stone so I can just get my NRL career kicked off. Well, let's putting your footy hat on for a second, if you're, if you're looking at the Broncos and not worrying about salary cap, whatever, and you're going, all right, how do you fix the Broncos? Because you've got a reasonable forward pack. You can't, yeah. like on paper, it's a good forward pack. Good your halves aren't firing. Okay, I get that. You've got Katoni Staggs coming back. You've got Osako who's doing a reasonable job at fullback. So your spine, I guess, your nine's probably not strong enough. Your seven's not strong enough. Yeah. And I, you still have, people still have chances on Milford to try and come good because he's the key to that side. You, know, you can have the best forward pack in the world and you have the worst spine and you get, and you get beat. And that's what the Broncos are. Mm. Terrible spine and a really good forward pack and some good pieces around it. But you can't... Tony Staggs can't ignite and can't get off the, get out of the blocks unless he's got a good six and a good back rower. You know what I mean? They don't, and, and the halfback can't do anything. The nine can't get can't get going if the forwards are really you know it's just it's such it's such a big cycle and it sucks. The not, I don't even I couldn't even name the nine every single week for the for the Broncos. All the seven, all the six. There's been four or five different combinations. The only one stay there is Osaka. So it's just like the nine needs he needs his work. If the seven and the six are dominant. I don't give like, and if the nine's not a creative nine, like I don't think he is. Even regardless about how much pain Haas and Lodge just fucking knock blokes over, if he's not a runner or a player like a um, Cameron Smith or Cook or anything like that, like, what do you got to do? do like, I don't know. I, I don't know how do you. How, I don't know how you fix that. Do you just pass the ball off the ground and just give it to your seven, who doesn't really know what to do? He doesn't go to the line because he's petrified. And then, or do, where does he pass the ball to the six, like Milford, who's who's just playing terrible you know what I mean like it just looks like when it gets to the spine it's just like they have no idea and it's like front rollers and that can only do so much 
Outside oh. backs can only do so much. Then it's up to that spine. I, I look at Croft and Dearden, right? So he's been he's been in and out, and you've been picking Croft and Dearden, and he. So Dearden signs with the Cowboys, and Dearden all of a sudden gets the ass, right? Now that is probably to do with the fact that the club's got the shits that he signed with the Cowboys. Whatever. Par- Sam Ayub came out and said they didn't even make him an offer, but. I look at that and I go, okay, so is Tyson Gamble the future of the club? Like, I never know, heard of him, that, but hopefully, hopefully he plays some good football. I'm not going to hate on the young kid, but, but I that, don't think what, so. He's fourth. He's fourth down. The, like that's what I mean. They're about yeah. 15 halfbacks. I just, I, I just don't understand what the plan is. I've got, I've got no idea. I've been trying <laughs> to think about it, and all I just keep thinking about is just, it's not the coach. Like Kevy's like. And, and and that's what the NRL do. We keep blaming the coaches. The worst, like, look at Madge under the pump. Every coach who doesn't win, it's the coach's fault. The coach, every single team has the same plays. It's all about execution when the players get on the field under pressure. Mm. It's about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like NFL with the X's and O's and you call them plays in the quarterback's hands and the you know the wide receivers and tight ends and everyone's moving different formations and. You know, you just I just I just hate to be a coach. I would never ever coach. Well, talking about the NFL, the latest I just feel a little bit at the moment like the NRL are trying to change things for change's sake. So they're talking now about a conference system. Mm. Um, bring in a new side from Brisbane, a new side from, from New Zealand. Now how that they think it two sides in New Zealand's gonna work, they can't get one going, but the conference system essentially would be a Sydney conference where all the Sydney teams play each other. And, and the, the theory behind that is that it's like a local derby every week and crowds will come, blah, blah, blah. And, and then there's an away conference. So if the theory is that the Sydney conference is going to get heaps of crowd, then at what point do Melbourne playing the Raiders or the Titans playing the Knights, that's got no... Yeah. sort of derby feel to it. So uh, you're saying now that you're going to get all the Sydney clubs and they're going to get big crowds. And what about the other ones? Yeah. I don't. I, I totally don't understand what they're trying to do. All I know is it means more money for the NRL. Mm. Let's just get all the smoke and mirrors out of the way. More games on TV. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, a, it's just a money grab. Again, it's not. What, if, if this this system is not broken. Why do we have to fix it? The games are so explosive and so good to watch at the moment. Like, what's what's there to fix? I understand. I can understand from you know when when you hear Gus talk and you can articulate it really well and he can he knows how to explain things and you know I sort of get it. But then I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's all about the dollar, isn't it? Well, I don't. You know I, I mean? honestly like, don't understand you, the value. Just, add. Where's where are you adding the value? It's something different. I don't really see, man. Unless I. I'm, Unless they can talk about it a little bit more and a little bit more in depth, I don't really understand it because I just the salary cap has worked. I just say because there's been a couple of blowout games this year. It's not that you know teams rebuild, they build, they rebuild, they build, they rebuild. That's that's what the salary cap's all about. Managing the cap. Maybe some of these recruitment officers and GMs and CEOs need to be fucking sacked. Well, they do. I mean, from clubs' perspective, but if you look at the conference. So the, the theory will be that there'll be 25 rounds and then the top four sides from each conference will go through. So... I know, I, I, yeah. Sides, it's like sides, the West... It's, it's, it's your NFL, but sides ebbs and flow, right? So sometimes you might get it so that all the Sydney teams are strong mm. and sometimes you might get that all the other sides yeah. are strong. I think that they just... Just be really careful when you pick the two conferences. Don't just pick just because Sydney are in Sydney. Pick two decent conferences. Do you know what I mean? Like put put South and you know maybe the Roosters in a different conference so every year they can meet in this potential Super Bowl or whatever they're going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Because if they're in the same conference, they can't meet in the grand final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because the true. best from the so the best from that conference, the best from this conference, you put the Roosters and South in one, they both can't get there. They'll get to that. The, the, the conference the, final, the Western the Conference ring. final, yeah. just like if you put it in basketball terms, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. You know, the Lakers and the Clippers can't get in the fi- in, in the, um, the World Series, can they? No. Or whatever you call it, the World Championships. But like, that's that's little things like that. They need to go, okay, well, these two need to be in different conferences. Mm. Like the two New Zealand teams need to be in two, two different conferences. That's not, you know, you've got to talk about all these logistics and everything like that. Canberra, Melbourne, North Queensland. You need, you need a derby. I get it with the derbies in Sydney, but like, be careful, like, because not every team, like, just say if they get this kickstart in five years, who's to say the Bulldogs won't be on top? Penrith might be down the bottom. Mm. The Gold Coast could be up the top. Brisbane could be back up top. 
Do you know what I mean? Let's not make these decisions now because of, of people's performances, but be careful of these conferences because and who you select. You want a couple of derbies in there every, every time, but like, don't put the Roosters and Souths in the same thing. Mm. Don't put the Bulldogs and Parramatta in the same thing because people potentially want to see those guys in the grand final. You know, you know what I'm saying, don't you? I, I just don't. I just don't understand why this makes anything better. Because it's money. Yeah. That's it. It must be me. It must mean more money to the NRL. That's yeah. the only way I can look at it. Because if we can break it down like now, we know. I think any Aussie who supports uh, basketball or NFL knows how conferences work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like no one's dumb. It's not the nineties where we didn't get all this fucking social media stuff. You know what I mean? And everything's just in your face. A lot of sports nuts follow every single sport, so they're like, "What he's doing?" So at the at the, at the end of my thing is just like, well. We're obviously going to get more money, more TV rights, mm. which means the cap goes up, all that kind of stuff. Fair play if it's like that. Just be honest. So one thing I think that people talk about a fair bit, and I, I, I don't know, I, I don't agree with that. People are either for it or against it. With these two extra teams, people say oh, there's not enough talent to go around. I, I think there is. I think there is enough talent to go around. And I think that if you put some players in a professional system mm. and you give them a chance to grow in develop. the game and develop, then there's going to be... When when you were coming through and, and obviously back in the 90s, sort of when I was still playing, there was there was first grade, reserve grade. There was, you know, there was three grades on the same day. It was... Do you have a look how strong sport was back in the yeah. late 90s? Like even Union, you could go down to Randwick and it's fucking jam-packed. Mm. You know what I mean? You go down there now, it's like, who's playing? Yeah. Like in 97, I played in that Super League year. So you had 10 teams in Super League. You had 12 teams in ARL. All teams had three teams. Yep. Stacked. Reserve, first grade, reserve grade, third grade. And then under 90s and then under 70s, you know what I mean? It was just jam-packed and you had so much talent coming up. That was the time to start conferences. Yeah. Maybe now because, I mean, the 20s thing has killed it. You hear Gus Gould. Like, people don't really love Gus, you know. He's, yeah, he's one of the smartest motherfuckers in the game. Yeah, yeah. He, is, he knows everything. And if, oh, we said it before. Like, Gus should run the NRL. Him and Valandis. Like they just know so much. He knows how to. He knows what the development like is like at the game. He knew the NYC would kill the game. Look what it's done. Mm. Killed the game. These little fucking kids rolling on on under nineteens, twenty kids putting on putting them on TV. Of course, their egos are going to get in the way, mm. and it's going to fucking ruin reserve grade. What to do? Yeah, ruined exactly exactly what he said. So let's just back to make seeing if we can get two conferences and if we can make more teams do we have enough players yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I'm with you maybe it just won't be as like what people want we want like we want fucking Penrith and South every week yeah don't we, we want the best of the best because we get exposed to such great games we get origin three times you're like why the fuck is in that intensity every game because we just don't have the players the players can't maintain it that's just mm. the truth even if, you know, if we did this in, in 97, 98, you know, you're going to have your good games, you're going to have your really shit games. The Titans are going to play, you know, the Bulldogs every now and again. You know, so I think we have the talent if it's spread out right, like if they work the cap properly. Some of these CEOs and GMs obviously need, they need to be held accountable big time because they create rosters. You know what I mean? They're out there scouting other, team, other players. They're out there doing a lot of work behind the scenes. They seem to just wash their hands when your team's getting beat. You know what I mean? So I think we do in a little way. I just don't I don't think we'll have the super, superstars. We'll have a lot of stars, just your average sort of players and a couple of big stars. You know, yeah. like it's if, if they really want to drain it. The future Willie Mason's out there. I know it. <laughs> He's uh, in Toronto West. Just chilling. <laughs> chilling. Just doing his best. So this week's games, which are not working on a conference system. They are just the good old-fashioned pick a couple of teams and pull them out of that and off they go. So Thursday night, we have got the grand final preview. The Raiders versus the Rabbitohs. That was what I picked at the start of the year. Raiders. Really? Yeah, I know. The Raiders. I don't want to talk about Wow. What do you think about um, Big Papa getting rested? Rested. Look, I don't know. I, he has always started the season a bit slowly. There's no question about that. I thought he'd come out of the blocks because he did the he yeah. had the boxing at the start of the year. Junior Paulo yeah. came out of the blocks. He's trailed off a bit now. Maybe they've overtrained a bit for mm. the box. For the boxing. Uh, no, I don't think so. I just think um, Ricky Shields very smart. He's a smart dude. Remember a couple of years ago, Big Papa was sort of playing like he is now, and he dropped him. 
Yeah. Like he clearly dropped him, like yeah, sort yeah. of like, you know, this dude was an Australian and Queensland representative at that time. Hits your ego. Everyone's got an ego. Come back. Pretty much the best forward in the game for three years. Do you know what I mean? For three years. Was absolutely killing him. And I think Ricky is going to do the same thing. You know, so I think he's, he's hoping to God that he, he puts, he rests him for one week, get your shit together, come back and be big papa. Yeah. And just smack because they follow him, mate. He's their his spiritual leader. He's pretty much their captain. He does a lot of things, man. Like he's he's certainly such a great dude, great player. So when when you expose yourself on the on the on the biggest stage like Origin and stuff like that, and you kill it, and you you win the Dalian Prop of the Year, you get all these awards, and then there's a decline. It's very noticeable. That's why, like when you put, we put these people on pedestals. That's what we notice. Like when your game is not, you know, when you're not doing about 200 meters every single game, people start to notice it. Yeah. You know, so, man, I have all the faith in Big Papa. I have all the faith in Ricky Stewart. He's just going through a little bit of a shit time now. He knows how to get the best. So that's the best thing about Ricky. He knows who to drop, how to, how to do it, you know, what, he, what, what makes people tick. You know what I mean? He couldn't, if he had a younger kid, he probably couldn't do it to him like this because they'd be like, they're not, he wouldn't be resilient. You know what I mean? He might go, oh my God, every coach hates me. I'll get a release. But you can do it to Big Papa. And hopefully he comes back and um, gets back to where he was. How? I don't think he was that far off. But Ricky's fucking hard, man. How do you? How did you like Walker at fullback last week? Cody Walker? Yeah, I think he's a natural fullback, to be honest. Like, he can just... He can slot in anywhere. I just found he didn't get his hands... I think because he hasn't played there, he didn't get his hands on the footy enough. I feel like it... Maybe Alex Johnson should have gone back there. I don't know. Look, they they won I the thought, game. I thought, yeah, I thought Alex Johnson would have been my pick, but um, because Benji's because Benji. Benji's playing so yeah. good, he's played himself off the bench into the starting role. But um, he was phenomenal again last week. That second half, he won in the game. Unbelievable. I mean, like you'd like to think, you know, he's thirty six years old. He's doing it for all the old boys. I think he, I think he's the only one playing. That it was from my era. That's left. That's left. Yeah, yeah. From that two thousand, maybe I think there's one, maybe one, one more person. I don't know, but like he's just absolutely killing it. I'm glad. I'm so happy for him because he was mate. What a couple of three, three or four months ago, just sitting at home going, what, what am I going to do? Mm. You know what I mean? Now he's like played himself probably back into a New Zealand jersey if he really wants it. What you about know, Wade Bennett just picking? It's phenomenal. Yeah, but Walker at fullback, um, not sold on it. I would have put AJ back there, but just because Benji's been playing so good. Mm. Uh, the Storm versus the Sharks. Mate, what about... I don't know. Here's another thing as well. So, during the week, Phil Rothfield... That was a Young Henrys. How are we going to go? I just We're on to the Young Henrys now because we've run out of stone and wood. And Young Henrys, I tell you what, they are... I don't a, mind it. It's a good beer. But the only thing is, if you just... Hang on. Hear it. Oh. So, the people at home on That's, the podcast... If you hear that noise or not... No, you know it's a beer. That's all it's right. It's a good beer, that. It's a nice beer. Yeah, all right. Uh, so Storm and Sharks. What are the Sharks getting done by the dogs? The Sharks, obviously, they they lost a game against the Bulldogs that no one probably expected them. They've sacked mm. their coach mid-season. The Buzz wrote an article saying, I was going to send a text message to the chairman saying, you've ruined our season, but I didn't send it. Like an it. angry letter. And you know what he did then? He printed it in the paper, Will. So... <laughs> I feel like he's seen it. Don't know the text <laughs> Buzz, message. Buzz is the best, mate. He's, he's the best. He's written in the paper. I was oh, like, just send he's the text like, message. He's like, fuck, I should te- send a text. Actually, you know what? I'm the head writer for the Telegraph. I'm going to put that shit back page. And then, act, <laughs> and then act like he was a good bloke not sending an abusive oh, letter. Oh, mate, he's the best. The Storm. What yeah, about, I'll tell you what I love the Storm. They get the poop. He's the best fullback in the world. And, and then he gets <sighs> injured and they bring in Nico Hines and he's near the best player on the field. They just Jerome Hughes. Oh, he's good. Come on, man. He's he good. was fullback a couple of years ago. It was that yeah. him and Pappenhausen and Drinkwater? I didn't know who was going to be the fullback. God damn. And they had Brodie Croft. Bye yeah, bye Brody, Brody Croft. And Riley, Riley Jack. Riley Jacks. Uh, the Broncos versus the Titans. The, the good thing about that is that you get to see what I reckon was the best thing when they played them last time was Pangai Jr. and Fafita yes. just going head-to-head. That'll be a brutal game, man. Don't get the – like, just because the Broncos are a little bit out of sync, that game's just that's, – that's the rival game now. You know, you're going to see Payne, Payne Haas is going to be back. Like, they're going to be all right. Try and stop Fafita on the edge, please. Milford's coming back. He'd be like, fuck, can you just pick me back in reserve grade for one more week? 
Because he's got Fafita running at him again. I mean, well, give him some help, please. Surely surely they put Pangai straight on. I reckon Fafita's going to not struggle, but... Um, no, no, no. You just got to... Depends where they put Pangai. If Pangai, if Pangai's at right four, he's one-on-one -on -one with him. Yeah. And that's exactly where I'm putting him. You take care of Fafita and stop him. You stop, the, you stop then, that whole... Left side, you know, but then yeah. he's because he doesn't run because he's a smart back rower. Did you see him run over the back rower in the last Broncos game? No, he he gets because the halfbacks are bringing him onto the ball. He can't give him early ball because Pangai will get him straight away. Yeah, you got to engage Pangai and then go out and then he's got to run that outline or the inside shoulder. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you got to engage Pangai because that dude has big leg speed and he'll come at you and he'll fucking flog you. You know what I mean? So. It, it, that's, he's got a big job, Pangai, but he, like Milford just needs, he just needs, sometimes you can do as much work on the inside and put too much, and put so much pressure. You just got to do your job, mm. make your tackles. I mean, Fafita's probably the hardest bloke in the comp at the moment to tackle one on one. So you just don't want him to get one on one. That's your only thing if you're the Broncos. No one on ones. Inside pressure to the halves because they're not that quick. They release the ball quite slow and get inside pressure and then. And I'm scared of centers, mate, and then they're all going to come up and in, and then they're going to hit that fucking Brian Kelly, and they're going to have the fullback around the back, Brimson, bang, bang, bang. It'll be numbers on the edge, all because of Fafita's line. They'll be shitting themselves. Hopefully they're smart enough to go, all right, let's just get man up on Fafita, have inside pressure, and then we all move. Move to the sideline because Brimson will cut you in half. Brian Kelly is a stud. And then that left, I think it's uh, Thompson on the edge. Do you know what? I've I actually I've decided that I love Corey Thompson because yeah. he's about this big. How hard tiny. is he to tackle? Damn it! But have you seen how hard he runs too? He's I love got him, mate. No, him and Brimson, these little yeah. dudes, mate, mate. They're bringing it, doing it for the little guys, the little fellas. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Panthers are on absolute juggernaut at the moment. Oh, they damn. have not lost a game. Uh, someone, I think it was Phil Good, said no one will beat him in the hole. There's a market now for them to go through undefeated. So fucking serious. That's what I was death death riding him last year not to beat our. What was it? Seventeen asterisks. Our seventeen in a row with an asterisk. No asterisks. No asterisks. No, no asterisks. No one cares. But yeah, I think mate, Panthers can go. They can go all the way, but hope they're going to get a loss. They have. They to. have to, mate. They, 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 I'm pretty sure all the Panthers are going. We who? Let's just go through the season and be unbeatable. You know, they're going to lose one or two. Well, they're playing against Tom Travojevic this week. Just Tom. Just by himself. What a difference. Have you ever seen anyone make a difference to one team? Even Andrew Johns didn't make this much difference no, to the Knights. I've never seen. And not only that, the players around him, like Ruben Garrett looks like a genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at, I'll tell you what I, I have loved watching the last couple of weeks. I reckon that Josh Schuster's got a huge future. I think he's playing himself out yeah. of 5'8". Um, because yeah, he, macro, just, son. he looks like he's just a big kid now. So, yeah. so, so, people, yeah. so I, people with Manly, I explained to you today, with Manly, what Tom Trebojevic does being in the side compared to fucking Dylan Walker, who's absolutely terrible. You know what I mean? He can't catch a ball. He can't tackle. He can't do anything. He has nothing in attack. And then you've got Tom Trebojevic. So just say you're in the middle of the field. You've got a 5-5 five, five split usually. And then isn't it the first five or six weeks and you see DCE over the one side – you're going to stack that side. You're going to put six defenders and not even give a fuck about the other side because you know you got you probably got Kieran Four on there and no other fullback. No, other, there's no, nothing else happening. So you stack the you stack the long side and you shut it down straight away. You sit Tom Trebojevic instead of Dylan Walker behind the ruck and you go, wow. Now what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay in that five-five split. And as soon as he moves, he engages. So just say so Tom so Jake Trebojevic is a ball player. So if he, so say if you got. DC and that over the other side, you've got Jake here. If Jake gets the ball and then, you, and then you've got uh, Jake, I mean, Tom around the back, that means like you're going to have to have five and five. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it engages DCE's play better. Or if you dummy that way, then you get DC and then you get um, Kieran Fraun down another short side. So it creates numbers. Everything he does creates numbers. Mm. So they don't understand. So, so middles, if you look it up, if you just see DC, you're just going to stack that side. It's easy to defend. If I see Tom Trevojevic and Jake over there and you see that long side, you're fuck, what are we going to do? So he just, it's that evasion. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous what he does, man. When you just that playing, one player, one who, player. Who, when you were playing, was there a dressing room where you were in where there was one bloke that just carried the energy of a team? Was no. it Joey or was it, was, I can't remember a bloke who, Manly must just walk into the sheds and go, there's Tom Westwick. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit weird that one because he's got such good leaders, but like with Jakey and but they haven't had that support system. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like what I was saying, like he, him just being on the field makes you make a different decision mm. instead of Dylan Walker or someone at the fullback. When you just go, what's he going to do? Mm. Can't kick, can't like can't pass, can't break the line. Then you got him who does everything. So you're going to have to put another number there. So that creates stuff for DCE down short sides and like Kieran, don't put. Don't, they're not bet on um, Kieran Foran. He's still a gun. Mm. And these, oh, they, they can all play out of Manly. They just, they just couldn't because they had no one. They just That's relied so on DCE, injuries. man. It's That's just so like, and that guy just, yeah, it's ridiculous what he does. But I wonder if Manly now talking about recruitment look back and go, you know what, we could have just used a little bit of Daily Cherry Evans's money. Yeah, to keep William Marshall Mason in. Mate, as long as they kept trying, I'll be, I would be going. You know what? Give Tom Trebojevic a mil plus, please. I'd be going. Even if he even if he can't, his hamstrings aren't right, I'm still giving him a mil a year. He's earned his money. Cherry, if I'm Cherry Evans, I'm giving <laughs> I'm paying specifically for Tom Trebojevic to have a physiotherapist. I'm getting a million a year. Mm. There's fifty grand a year just for someone to follow Tom Trebojevic's hamstrings around. That's it. Just stretch him. The Bulldogs, they won. Will? They won. Mm. They won a game. Very exciting. I know. I was happy for him, actually. Just I don't like seeing my old club get absolutely belted every single week. And then um, just to beat the Sharks improving. They've been improving. Yeah, it was good. One thing that was very noticeable, uh, when they won, you know, Baz was really emotional. He's not an emotional person. You know, he's sitting there and he's hugging the, um, Freddie Serraldo, the great Freddie Serraldo, who's been over there for, you know, 30, 40 years. And, like, there wasn't really much, you know, hugs from the players. And I'm like, dude, obviously it means – Something to to Baz to sit there, come down on the sideline and stuff. Maybe, maybe they're just not used to winning. But you know, heads up next time, mate. Give your coach a hug. And me, you've all been in the same shit for you know a couple of months now. So it must it means a lot to Baz to even do that. He shed a tear. He was emotional. It's like, come on, boys, you're better than that. That's just that's just the way. You know, maybe they're young. Maybe they just don't care. But oh, when your coach is on the sideline showing that much emotion. Fucking hug him, please. Give him a cuddle. Just give him a cuddle. You know, he's, he's been through the ringer just the same as you. Like, just don't leave him out there. It was terrible. Maybe they just don't know how to celebrate. Not used to it. They'd learn the team song with some of the new blacks. They wouldn't have a clue. They wouldn't have a clue. You'd still remember the old team song. You belted out every now and then. <laughs> Uh, the Knights are playing against the Roosters. The Usually Knights... we wouldn't sit here and break down every game, but fuck me. We have there's to. Actually, That's actually, actually all right. There's actually some like. Do you know what? We were, two weeks ago we're sitting here saying the comps uneven, and then all of a sudden now we've got to break these. Now, now we have to do our job and break the fucking games. Down. But everything's it's starting to slowly get a little bit better. You know, like it is the Cowboys like, are winning. Yeah, you got the Cowboys exactly. The Bulldogs, the, the Bulldogs Sharks have, have won, won a couple. Shot. The Brisbane sort of won one. The Tigers are going to finish seventh. So they're just about you know, to the make t- a lake run. But the Tigers, they won that game against Newcastle, so they've already won. So everyone's off Everyone's off scratch. They've got the, they've broken the duck. Do you know it's funny? I look at Penrith now. Penrith, they've just brought out a market for Penrith. I think you can get on from betting site to, for them to go through the season undefeated. Come on. And then the Bulldogs, they put a market out last week for them to go through without winning a game, and they won a game. So maybe this is the week Penrith lose. Mm. Well, that's Omen how it bet. usually works. Omen bet. <laughs> Uh, Knights, Roosters, the Willie yeah. Mason Cup. Mm. Uh, I don't know, man. Roosters are pretty impressive, man. Sam Walker, I love it. I love – what I don't like is the hype, you know, but you can't help it in today's age. You can't hide these kids. Hopefully he's got a really good team around him. You know, I know he's got a you know, good uncle there, Uncle Texas, who is walking from fucking Cairns to Brisbane. Is that a long way? I don't know. Is that serious? Are you serious? I don't know. You eastern suburbs prick. Is that where how far? It's like is it? two thousand over two thousand kilometers. Someone fact check that shit for me, please. Is that a lot? It's a long way. No, I, like, I just want to commend him. I know he's a, he's a good friend of mine, Chris. He's out there by himself, not by himself. He's got a good um good crew with him, but mate, he's walking there for um, I think it's for Big Charlie Webb. Oh, good. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah, a great, good. it's a great cause, and he's just doing a great job, and like. God bless you, Texas. And I think I'm going to join him somewhere, somewhere from Cairns to Brisbane, just for about 10K. It might only be 10K from Cairns to Brisbane. <laughs> you, might, you might only have to do 1K. I'm trying to get on it. How far? How far is it? How many kilometres? 1,600. Oh, that was good. Close. I'll run that. That was close. I'll run that in a week, oh, Texas. Please. What are you doing? 
So imagine, imagine. I love Chris, but he's he's doing this out of his heart, and he, just, he didn't have to. But he's going to raise so much money, and good on you, mate. We're going to try and um, we'll keep an eye on you every single week. Listen to our podcast, mate. You know how long's how long's that? Gonna it's going to take him fucking sixty six days. He's doing thirty k a day. Oh, that sounds awful. Three hundred thirty nine walking hours. Yeah, three hundred thirty nine walking hours. If you if you do one more hour than that, Chris, you haven't had a crack. Oh, it's like breaking a marathon. If you go to three forty, forget about it. Forget it's crazy, it. mate. Uh, I don't know what we're we talking about. Oh, the roosters. How does James? So Tedesco sorry. Get on to at my at fund my challenge app. That's the one where you can support him. So he's doing a great thing. I'm not here to fucking plug anything like that. But he's a good friend and he's doing something great. A lot of people wouldn't do this, man. People talk shit, but they don't do it. I he's wouldn't. doing it. I definitely exactly. Wouldn't. I wouldn't do it either. No, it's too far. Uh, Sixty-six James, days. Yeah, right. that's enough. James Tedesco is lucky to have a head. What about that shot? God, you got to be careful, man. Why is it that the Roosters... Sorry, what about Talakai? Is he, did he just not put the best shot I've ever seen in the last 20 years and he got suspended? Suspended. How do they fucking do that? I know. The judiciary is driving everyone fucking mad. We talked about it last week. It's just, it's ridiculous. But they, there were some beautiful hits on the weekend. It was crazy. That's, how, that's a man on a boy. That's what that is. Mm. That's straight up just bitched him. Bang, I'm bigger, I'm stronger. You're done. There was you, not a shoulder charge in it. And you sent me a, f- a, a video of a shot in the uh, Queensland Reds Western Force game that was genuinely exactly the same. Now, Union's, yeah. union's often quite tough. Or like yeah. if you touch the head in Union, you're gone. It was the same shot, and this bloke, nothing. Nothing. I mean, they're no just consistent. And that's all anyone wants is consistency, judiciary. I don't know who's on it, but they were talking about it. can we change it? All this kind of stuff. Just it's it's bullshit. I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, sack everyone. Sack everyone. So James Tedesco's head. Where is it? Still on the SCG. Mate, Will mate, he play this play. week? No, he shouldn't be. He got named, but I don't think he should be. No, I was surprised he got named. But, but I you don't know, like, this is a bit of a you know you're not not gonna name him. No, it's James Tedesco. Imagine you've got a young kid going fucking James Tedesco. It's like oh shit, are you playing Suwali. Could they – he got named on extended bench? Yeah, he's number 21. If, you know, who are they playing? Um, They're playing the, the Knights. Knights. I mean, you put Joseph Manu back to fullback, you put him at right centre, that's pretty safe. Mm. I'm not saying rush the kid, but it looks like they're going to – have it. He could be a chance, could be which a is chance. great. They're not going to name him, they're not going to do anything. They put him on extended bench, who cares? Yeah. If you've got but, James um, Tedesco on your super coach side – But Tedesco, you know him. what I mean? He's like, just that, that hit was – I said, I keep How did that harping like about it, man. Off? Like, come on. What about the kid from the Warriors? Oh, he didn't even do anything. Nothing. nothing. He got off. Some the of these hits, still. I know that because that was media pressure. Yeah. They shit themselves. I think I tweeted, you shit yourselves, judiciary. Absolutely shit yourself. Because you copped a little bit of heat. Do you swear on tweets? That's no good. I can swear all the time. <laughs> you do love a swear. Uh, Warriors, Cowboys, that's one thing. Tell me, Nathan Brown comes out. And he's basically already backpedalling a little bit, going, oh, we're four to five weeks from out. You know, we're going to Melbourne and we couldn't win. If your coach says that, like we can't win, you're going... Did he say that, Brownie? He was like, oh, well, not can't win, but... Yeah, like, it was the implication doubt. Grey area. Like, I'm like, don't say that, coach. No, I'm with you. Don't, don't say know, that. Just nothing but positivity, Brownie. Yeah. Come on, man. He's got those guys going good. I mean, last week was a towel up, but like before that, they beat St. George, didn't they? They beat the week someone. before, yeah, they did. Beat you know, it's like they're not they're going not going terrible. The storm are just ridiculous. Mm. You know, they're on that next level, Cowboys. You know, just keep improving. I suppose they they they're, they're winning and they're winning without Tal Malolo. Apparently, he's playing every week. He's just playing out of sight, isn't he? He's out of sight, <laughs> literally out of sight. He's fucking playing his ass off. He has been. Tremendous. Get him to the dogs. Oh, oh he's got a that. point to prove. Yeah. He's still got a f- 20 years on his contract <laughs> left. And the Dragons versus the West Tigers. Uh, I don't care. The Dragons' bubble is bursting. They reckon Josh Maguire's the only person now that doesn't want to go. I know. What if, what if point him out Why like that? What that? a bunch of fuckwits. Why would you say that? Because it's clickbait. It's, it's clickbait. Oh, you haven't won a game. Let's say bullying. What about that? Mm. Don't bully Maguire like that. You know how sensitive he is. He'd be sensitive. Yeah, he's as sensitive as me. Do you reckon? I don't know. This game, I reckon that game is going to be right. I'm going to tip the Tigers. Really? Yep, I am. Whatever. Hey, it's Neil from the Green Room here. And if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other handshake agency shows like, I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe the Green Room podcast. 
I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously. So maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit the green room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So um, thanks for your time. Oh, here we go. Now it's my favorite time of the week. The year. Oh, week. The life. All right. Willie's big boy. Oh, All right. It doesn't. Willie's big boy. I need to listen to that more so it yeah, it's good. me as Don't laugh as about it. I can't. Our help boy it. Zig, that's the big boys. Did he say did you say yeah, that? Yeah, it's Ziggy there, right there. Um <laughs> Yeah, out. my um my three points. James Fisher Harris. I don't I can't say a, a better word about him. Like fifty two minutes, seventeen hit ups, nearly two hundred meters. Like the amount of work that this guy's getting through and just leading that pack. Him and Leota would not be surprised if Leota's on the bench for New South Wales. Trust me. Inside mail. Not really. Um, <laughs> but imagine if it was and I look like a genius. Oh, no. um, Fisher Harris, mate, what he's doing is, is all quality. It's just no, it's nothing but quality. Like that, that whole pack is, 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 is stacked, but he is their best player. Honestly, if he's not going forward like that, I don't think anyone's going forward. That's three points. Two points is, even though they got absolutely walloped, you know, Payne Haas, man. He's playing some good football. I'll, give, I'll get his stats up here. I'm not much of a stat man. But when you're doing, you know, you're playing your 60 minutes in the middle, 185 metres gained. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... He's making over 30 tackles, and it's just, mate, the, the work rate that he's getting through is unbelievable. And then Motuaika Fotu... Uh, was it? Moeaki Fotuaika. Sorry, guys. He's got one point. He's he's me. Even though you're playing against the Rabbits. The only reason why I'm giving these points is because he's playing against the Rabbits. So he's got a great pack. And um, I'll get his stats up as well. Like 64 minutes in the middle. People, I don't think people understand that or respect that, how what these boys do in the middle, the amount of work off the ball and everything like that. Like 64, he's only 21 years old. 14 hit-ups, 167 metres against a pack like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So even though it was a losing game, Titans had that game to win. But like he, he, he's just, he was that strong. He only gets Tom Burgess and a few of the other boys there. They've got a big pack. And um, for him to stand up, he's like, people don't understand, he's 22 years old. He's only played 100 games already. Mm. He's going to be a beast. So, anyway, um, leaderboard is six to Junior Paulo. Uh, four, oh, uh, right now, it's, um, what is it? Uh, Fisher four. Harris would be on seven. If my maths is correct. No, I think that takes into account the current. Well, they should tell me that. I just did. All right. I just well, I think you're lying because I think Fisher Harris has got three more than that. Well, if he has, then I will. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. I swear. All right. Let's let's have a bet on it. And you know what? That's a good segue. <laughs> Harry from bettingsite.com.au. How are you, my son? Guys, I couldn't be better. It's great to be back once again. You've got a wonderful knit on there. I like it. Oh, well, you know, the cooler months are starting to settle in. It's cold so, in the harbour, you know, isn't it? Keep rugged up. You started off with a collared shirt. We're moving into knit. What's where? How long till we're nude? Well, I'm just settling. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just settling on a style, really. I mean, the birthday suit. I mean, who knows? We get a bet up this week. Maybe the birthday suit comes out. But. So hang on. So what you're saying, Harry, is that if we get a bet up this week, you'll be nude next week. No, 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 so- no. Sorry, no. Have that stricken from <laughs> the record. <laughs> Mate, We're live, mate. That's all right. <laughs> you can't strike anything on this show. We've tried. Uh, all right, so I'm going to have – tell you what's off-putting. I don't know whether the producer is directly and consciously spelling my name wrong or whether – but it's off-putting. No, he does. He just – I don't know. He's, got, he's not the smartest bloke. But uh, I'm going to take – and this is a very, very safe bet, so I want nothing but positivity from you, please, Harold. Yeah, going to get it. Storm 13 plus, Titans win, Roosters win, Eels 13 plus. I think at $4.61 with Ladbrokes, that is an absolute layup. Yes. I think you got layup. no drums there. Thank you. The like an Andrew, like an Andrew Gaze layup. So I think you're all good. Um, the Bulldogs and the Eels, their last three games have been tight, scrappy affairs. So 
Maybe a bit of that old rival, that old. You'd hope so. You would hope so. Coming off a win, you would hope so with yeah. the dogs. Yeah, the, yeah, they'll be a bit more confident. Maybe that's in a little bit of strong, but that's the only leg I'm worried about. Their four. I genuinely that, could easily not that worried about it. Could so. easily blow out too, mate. So, I just, yeah. I just, thank you, William. I mm. just said I wanted positivity, Harry, and that's yeah. No, I'm being positive. I, I, I think it's a little bit. That that's the only leg there where there's a little bit of danger. Oh, there you go. Anyway. Well, let's let's talk about William. So William right. has well, come out. I got the Raiders on the line, Sea Eagles line, Dragons versus West Tigers. The whole point was it forty three and a half. I'm taking yeah, forty three and, and, and a half. I think that's all right, isn't it? I'm sort of getting oh, yeah. used. I'm getting used to these. Um, Whatever they're called, you're becoming very good at betting, William. I mean, you've got one up, so that's. <laughs> but I, I'm, you know, I'm sort of nearly winning every week. Yeah, we are. Instead of getting blown out on Thursday, and I'm done. What do, What do they pay for nearly winning at bettingsites.com? <laughs> Is that something? Right no. up, Zippo. Yeah. Right up. No, no money back, unfortunately. Sure. <laughs> um, looking, at, I like the Raiders plus five and a half. I think that's good. The Raiders and South in the last few years. They've got into really tight tussles down there at Canberra Stadium. Not sure if they win, but I think they can really, really push South. That'll be an absolute cracker. Manly at 14 and a half is interesting. At some mm. point, Penrith have to let in more, more than 12 points. They mm. haven't let in more than 12 all year. And since Tommy Turbo's been back, they've been averaging 38 points a game, the Sea yeah. Eagles. So you've got to think something's got to give for Penrith at some mm. point. So I kind of don't mind going mainly at the 14 and a half start there. Yep. And look, Sunday afternoon down at Wollongong, more than 43 and a half points. I, th- I absolutely think you're on there with that one as well. Why were you more positive? He was more positive about your bet then. Because he knows that the Eels and the Bulldogs is a big rivalry. Oh, again, with you, negativity. I just I'm with you. I think you. the Mills are, the Eels I think are they're, blowing I think out. They're I, but but we're, just, we're just going off a little bit of like, hey, there's a rivalry there that goes over 30 years. They hate each other. This is and virgin. if the dogs can't come out, I think the dogs will be good for about 50 minutes and then it'll blow it at the end. Thank you. All right. Tw- by 12. So, <laughs> mate, it probably will be the way we've been going. So, the producer, um, he's he's got a bet here. I think it must be in reserve grade. It's Geelong win, North Melbourne line, and Essendon win. I, I, what teams are they? I don't. It's already that, started the conference. I think that's the other the other mob. Is that AFL? The other mob. He's oh, t- you know what he is an AFL boy. Last year he was putting bets on it. He was killing it. He was going all right, but he always stuck to AFL. Now he's been struggling. He hasn't had a win. I've had more wins than him. Yes, you have. Yeah. I tell you, speaking of struggling, if you're getting a fifty-six and a half point head start, yeah, you're going good. You are absolutely struggling. <laughs> North Melbourne, geez. Yeah, if you can't keep if you can't keep get within nine goals, you're um, you're not going real well. So are they with the line? So he's saying North Melbourne. North Melbourne to only lose by nine goals. Wow. That's That's incredible. So they'll probably win it this year. Isn't Benny Buckley? He's the – Benny Buckley's the um, CEO or whatever of North Melbourne, isn't he? Mm, I don't know who Ben Buckley is. You know Benny Buckley. He trains at Elab with Chang. You'd know him. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, my God. I take the piss out of him all the time. I'm actually going to start giving him (laughs) a lot of shit about (laughs) that. He's awful. All right. So that won't win. But um, Harry. Harry, give us yours, mate. Mate, you've gone – You've gone. Ooh, ooh, Harry. Oh, yeah. like, you're making me look good. Hey, this is the old look, Willie from last like year. Willy. I want to go back to that. I want to go back. Look, we're trying to get money back into some footy clubs, all right? So the quickest way to do it is yeah. going to be Roosters 13 plus. I can't believe the Knights are less, uh, less than $3 in the head-to-head market in that one. Mm. Not Roosters have a terrific record up there. Um. That's 13 plus. Storm 13 plus. The Sharks aren't going to challenge them. That's just good night, Georgie White. I like the Cowboys this week at 1 to 12 for the upset. Normally, when they leave Queensland, yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a gamble, but I like them to win by 1 to 12 That's points. Good bet. Yeah. And I've just gone the opposite to Willie with That's the, fine because I'm going to go for your bet the whole week. I've gone Panthers at 14 and a half. Yeah. At the at the at the head to head lines. So imagine if we end up on that on the same day, just watching that Panthers game. I'll so, be going for you. Don't worry about it. So what look, price? What price you got on that? Twenty nine dollars and thirty cents, thanks to Sportsbet. But yeah, geez, if if it comes between million, me and Willie, no, go Harry. Manly game. There's going to be some fighting words. Hundred percent. 
Is would you describe this as betting right with betting site? Oh, you are way, slick, Ian Byrne. one way only to do it, and that is to bet right with betting site. We've got different bookmakers with every – we've got Ladbrokes getting in. We've got Bet365. We've got Sportsbet. We're getting the best prices mm. across the market for the punters. So you got to do it right. you got to get the betting site. Mate, if this gets up to, I would suggest that we donate part of the winnings for you to update that knit that you're wearing now because it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty average. Look, mate, I'll get down to the local menswear store. We'll, Coming, we'll, don't take shit from him, Harry. Look what we'll he's fucking wearing out. every week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, anything but the birthday suit. That's this, all is his, this is his best. He's it's Ian Burns' best this year. He's nude next Lumberjack. Week. From Dubbo. All right, mate. Thank right. you for uh, thank you for everything. We really do appreciate everything that you do. Uh, we are going to win this week, I'm confident, yeah, and you're going to be nude. So this is wonderful for our female yes. viewers. Look, Thanks, dude, that, that means more money in the kitty. So 100. sometimes you just got to take one for the team. That's right. If you're nude, Catch you later, guys. If he's nude, don't right, take mate. one for the team. All right, guys. Um, See make you, mate. sure. Thank you, Harry. And make sure you responsible have gambling responsibly. Make sure what? <laughs> you gamble responsibly, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to read out the tips, but the only thing that I have done is that I've gone the West Tigers. Everyone else has gone the Dragons. So I'm a genius. I can't believe you. Do you know why I have? Because they're under the pump. Because you think they got some balls. Because I genuinely don't remember. No, and you genuinely put them in your top eight too. Yeah, I know. It's and time. I put the dogs. It's time. Yeah, we're going well. Yeah, awesome. We know some stuff. Oh, what do I be? I got the rabbits, storm, titans, panthers, eels, roosters, warriors, dragons. I just said I'm not going to read it out. Well, I, re- I, I didn't say I wasn't going to read it. Yeah, that's fair. You can look on it all. Of, <laughs> you can look on all of our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, but you probably won't see it on Twitter. But anyway, get on there and have a look. Uh, Behind the Willie Mason headline this week, we are going in with very similar to what we spoke about at the start of the show with Latrell Mitchell. Um, When Greg Inglis, and also uh, congratulations to Greg, who has just got engaged. Well done, Greggy. To his beautiful fiancée, Elise. They're over in in Warrington now, I I do believe. Beautiful, warm Warrington. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Um, He's actually. Minus 10 at the moment, I reckon. (laughs) They train indoors, he reckons. But uh, he is going to be playing this week, they say. So Can't wait. Can't wait. One of the greatest to ever put boots on. And he will genuinely light this competition up. But anyway, when Greg Inglis was playing for Souths, he was racially abused when he was playing at Penrith Park. Uh, Two spectators were banned after the level of abuse. Uh, And you came out to also say that you had been racially abused at Penrith. Would you like to elaborate, William? Um, Obviously, it's a topic right now because of what's what's happened with Latrell. But I remember watching that. Was it it last year? I mean, two years ago? Two years ago, I think. I'm not sure what we're doing. And... um, yeah, I I see. I just hate seeing shit like that. You know, Greg is a close mate of mine, and um, you know, he said that he got called this and this and this, and like, you know, so some journo's was trying to make up some bullshit sort of story, going, "What did they say?" and all this kind of. I was fucking over it. I tweeted some shit. I was like, hey, "Pretty much go fuck yourself to the journo's anyway." And I and I said, "I think we'll do another show." And I was like, "And the question came like, have you have I been race, racially abused? Of course I have. You know what I mean? Like out at Penrith a couple of times." Walking off there like on a Sunday Arvo or Saturday. I'm not saying everyone in Penrith is right. I'm not just don't don't get it twisted like that. But like walking off, you'd hear like you know, hey, hey Willie, you black, you know, C-U-N-T and you know all that kind of shit. Never be, never be able to see him because if I if I saw him, I'm jumping the fence yeah. easily. Would not cop would not cop anything like that. After the games, they'll be on the hill. We had Hazmel Majri, very proud Muslim. You terrorist, this kind of shit. You know, we had like a lot of Polynesian boys in the team. You fucking black, this and that. Like, it was ridiculous, man. They need security, kick them out, mate. They just go on absolutely wild. So, I just can't cop shit like that. It's just, um, it's ridiculous, you know. But that was the worst that we've copped it out there. You know yeah. what I mean? I was just like really open, open, like in the mid 2000s, just really open and saying shit. And you're like, you're like, we're not jumping the fences, do you know what I mean? Like, and just. I just, I just can't cop. I just can't cop that. Like, it is lucky there's a fence there. It is so lucky. I mean, it's a little fence you could jump. I mean, we have some wild boys in that team too. 
But I think we just knew the repercussions of jumping the fence and punching a piss out of someone. Yeah. Uh, Not I good. Just, yeah, I hope everybody understands. But yeah, that. little things like that's a serious, serious thing that I'm saying, you know. It's like it only happened a couple of times. I've played over 15 years. I've played a plenty, plenty of games. It's only happened a couple of times where I can really notice it. And that was at one time, Penrith, I was like, fuck, this is, I hate playing out here. You know what I mean? It was just terrible, but. You know, There's it happens, man. It's the underbelly racist racism in this country, man. It seems to boil to the top sometimes, like it is right now. So, and there are so many things to abuse you for. That I know you can call to. me something yeah. else. Don't go. Don't well, go. You don't have to. Just don't don't, don't go like that. Don't need to. I can. You know what I'm like. Cop that much shit all the time. Yeah, whatever. I've got very thick skin. You call me that. I'm. I'm coming after you. Fair enough, too. All right. So that concludes the take. With Willie and Ian for another week. All right. Follow us on all the socials. We'll be back next week. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, everything. Rate and review. Rate and review. Rate and and review, please. I've just got a note. We've got a big announcement next week. Oh. Big announcement. All right. Tune in for it. Goodbye. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.